This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Lutz from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. really really not that good it is episode number 180 of the working class bow hunter podcast how convenient because this podcast has done a 180 we started out terrible and now we are the greatest realist hunting podcast ever to be recorded in sherrard illinois we are at 1600 bucks layer place right in the bucketorium this is steve we are in kurt's house kurt's here hello everyone Welcome. Kurt Geyer, for those of you who don't know. Eric Hammond. Howdy. How's it going? Doug Schmidt's in the house. How's it going, fellas? And guess who's back? The old man. <laughs> Money back. <laughs> Money back, <clears throat> Mark Reif. He is older than all four of us combined. Twice. <laughs> the mature buck. Yeah, he's uh, he's the dominant buck in this uh, this room. He just made a scrape. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, uh, Things are already weird. That's good. It's... uh. That's good. Sorry if we got blaring audio issues here. We got a full house in the studio and more new equipment upgrades and changes than last time. So I will apologize now. But uh, we're just going to keep on keeping hey, on. Hey, yeah. No, it, 
Sounds good. Yeah, it sounded a little blurry, but I stayed back a little bit. So well, it's, it's, it's nice when great. you like check Steven on his mic, and then when he does his intro, he's like, <laughs> right there. <laughs> I, st- I like I stayed away from it, where I'm staying like, now. I'm s- literally still adjusting Steve's mic from okay. when he checked in. Well, that's your fault because I yelled when I checked in. Did Go, I? Did no, I you did not. Go ahead and yes, answer the vet. Shut up. All right, the vet shout out this week. Uh, if you guys don't follow on Instagram, I highly suggest you do. It's veteran bil- shout out. Veteran shout out. Yeah, don't go follow vets on. <laughs> you know, Doctor Poodle Pincher. <laughs> <laughs> the vet. <laughs> the vet shout out this week is uh, Billy Buck Roscoe. If uh, he's a former Marine, if you guys don't follow his videos, he is uh, one of the funniest guys I've ever seen. He's this. He's always got his USA Drinking Team jersey on over his flannel. He's a dude that's always, like, chugging beers. Saturdays are for the boys. Saturdays are – you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Was that a guy who crowned that term or something? Or no, he uh, – that was, like, Barstool Sports that did that. But Billy Buck Roscoe, um, follow him on Instagram. You know, he's the guy that, like, first did the – when he's like, ah, beer chuggings for pussies, and he took a Heineken mini keg, took an axe and cracked it, and then just, like, slammed oh, it. Oh, okay. I, I, I remember that now. I, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. He's always, like, chugging whole bottles of vodka. No, no, no. You're thinking of someone else. I'll, I'll show you a video. Oh, he's that guy. You know what video he was just in? It says, how to get your buddy. Someone shared it. And it was where they cracked the bush latte, and he peeks around the tree. Oh, That's yeah. Billy Buck Roscoe, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But he is absolutely – he's always got a, st- a Stone Cold Steve Austin doll in the back. But uh, he's a former Marine. You know, I want to thank you for your service to this country. Thank you for making me laugh to this day. I love that guy to death. Billy Buck Roscoe on Instagram. I, I'm not sure if he's on Facebook or not. I, I never see anything. Oh, that's awesome. No, I, I thank you for your service. I guess I wasn't too familiar, but uh, I should get familiar after this episode for sure. Oh, yeah. I'll send you some stuff. It's great. That's too good. That's too good. Well, thanks for that vet shout-out, Steve. You yeah. always pull through for us. You're, uh, you're just full responsibility, and uh, you just scream America. I know. <laughs> Even though you date a Canadian, so it's fine. That is the most am- – I dominate a Canadian. Uh, that came out wrong. <laughs> I don't need to go too personal into my life, but that's, that's, that's immediate correction. Yeah, that came out wrong. She, I, I hate to say, she rules that roost. But uh, hey, there's nothing more American than uh, dating someone from a foreign country and claiming it as your own. That's what I will say. So, yep, I'm, I'm changing stuff as we record. Okay, <laughs> on, um, the fly. on the fly, on the fly, yeah. on the fly. Um, Moving on, this podcast is brought to you by Elite Archery, and I want to say quick, um, super, super thankful for our elites. Um, they have been put to work. They're they're smoking. Um, Every, everyone in this room yep, has killed something with an elite yep. this year. Yeah, yep, yeah, we have. Um, we're one hundred percent success. We're batting a thousand with the elites. Well, sorta. Um, we'll, we'll get into detail <laughs> on that. Um, my dad shot a buck Saturday morning with his Impulse 31, a nice 10-pointer. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to take a nice 10-pointer Sunday evening with my Tempo. Um, so we had a good weekend. We doubled up. Mark, pull, what you, what Impulse you, 31s oh, are killing it. Yeah, yeah the 31s. And, and I shot a turkey yep. also. So Gene t- got a deer with his Elite, too. Yeah, Gene's got an yep. E35, don't he? Yep. yep. Okay, you got the Synergy, though, right? <clears throat> yep. Okay. Synergy, in my opinion, may be the best bow ever made. I think so. I think it's I love up it, there, man. I it's love it. it's one of those instant classic bows, and it, it is. I wish I would have never got rid of. In my, my opinion, it is. It's I, the easiest bow I've ever drawn back in my entire life, bar none, hands down, easy. Well, I have the e, I my green it. E35 now, and I'm super excited. Like I think 
this bow is going to want me to get more into like the 3D archery game. Yeah. So I might try to make that like my sport. Like my in the summer, I'm going to like keep practicing and try and maybe compete in a couple like local shoots and see how bad I suck. Yeah. If you don't shoot it, I'll shoot it. That bow's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the mods custom dip green That's to match the riser. Sweet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's gonna be my uh, my black beauty. Your blinger. No, it's gonna be my my lime green just. It'd be like my hot rod, my toy car, like Eric's G body. It'll be like my, uh, it'll be like my unit, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your drawing so we can just share it around? Yeah, twenty eight. Ah, I'm, I'm close enough. We'll, I got 20, we'll make it work. I got twenty eight and a half inch mods though. I'm throwing on it. Yeah, we're good then. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, we'll be perfect. So I'm trying to get deeper into her there. With that I, uh, and a half. I just want to say that I personally feel um, because. You uh, you guys are going to be sharing a single bow, and because I'm not quite up to that, I feel um, personally attacked, and I feel left out, and I will be suing you oh. because you have something that I cannot use. Check out EliteArchery.com. Um, Elite's got some new bows coming out. They released their new target bows we talked about, and uh, the Echelon, if I'm saying that correctly. Yep. And uh, more is, is uh, coming out for their hunting line. Looking forward to that. Check out Elite Archery. Also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Mm. Scent Crusher has been mm. – We this last mm. week we were on Rutcation, mm. and I had all my Scent Crusher stuff <sighs> just running nonstop, essentially. There was one time we had a tote and two bags running in the studio and just <laughs> screaming, and, and yeah. Ozone goes I'm all weekend. i you didn't blow a circuit breaker. Dude, we probably had uh, – when we were here, there was probably like seven or eight units going at once. Oh, it was great. Oh, yeah. It was great. <laughs> but killing scent, man. It yeah. works. It does work. Um, so check out scentcrusher.com. The Ozone Go, they uh, basically made an ozone generator and an easy platform to use on the go, literally, and in Whenever a bag and a, and a roller bag and a tote. Um, closet. They got, they got a closet especially. That's awesome. I use that to organize all my stuff. Um, check out Scent Crusher. Super thankful for their support of the show. Also brought to you by HHA Sports. HHA has been killing it. Um, we've had a lot of messages lately, people saying they bought their first HHA, switched to single pin, and they've been liking the jump from like a three or five pin to a single pin to clear up that sight picture for one long distance shooting. Um, and it helps just, you know, especially on like 3D archery, target archery, it just it clears that sight picture up and has you hone in on your pin and just really, really dials you in. Um, lifetime warranty on them, made in America, and they support our veterans. And uh, like we always say, I don't know what else you want in a product. I don't either. Steve's dumbfounded. He has nothing to say for once. There, yeah, there's absolutely nothing else to say. I think that's say. the first cool. time he's never had anything to say. <laughs> also brought to you by Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. I mm, wish I didn't mm, have something mm, to mm, say mm. because my mouth was full of Scott's meatloaf. That <laughs> came out wrong again, too. Scott, Smith's Custom Meats oh for meatloaf. Two. From my yeah. dough this season, I got a couple of meatloafs, and Scott wrote on them, not for Steve. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. 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 yeah that's awesome. <laughs> Did you get me the, uh, the Mexican meatloafs? <clears throat> Uh, I can't remember what I, I did. Got. I got. Are they any good? Oh yeah, man. I I I I trust the Italian and the regular so much. I was like, that yeah. deer bacon's on point. Uh, I, deer bacon is amazing. I should have got it. Yeah, I, I did get that too. I did get Italian sausage made, and I am so excited about it. I was eating cheese deer sticks on the way here. I still got one for the ride home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marks <Marshall laughs> awesome. Yep. <laughs> they, it's good stuff, man. I love it. I took some to work, some sausage uh, yesterday for lunch, and I, I just ate off the roll of sausage. You guys are like, damn, what is this? This is good. It's like uh, I did pepper jack cheese, jalapenos and cheese. I got and some sausage. salami. 
So I, I got some uh, jalapeno cheese and apple, and I took that to work the other day, and the guys were like, "Where's this from? Where you know <laughs> who made this and everything?" It's awesome so. stuff, man. It's uh, have you tried those guard medley brats yet? No, I have not. Okay. Because I'm curious about how those taste. That's on my list. I got them, and I'm ready. I'm waiting for my dad for Thanksgiving at my house. We're doing all back straps, and my dad's going to have his pellet smoker out. So I'm going to throw some of those guard medley ones Ooh, in there. Dude, some back straps, butterfly, and stuffed with stuffing. Oh, my God. When I was idea. picking out what I wanted for my order, Scott's like, oh, yeah, you want some of the bacon, whatever? Because I was like, asked him what kind it was. And yeah. He's like, well, don't tell Kurt you're putting anything in your deer meat. And I'm like, On the you can never make me feel bad about putting bacon in my deer meat. I don't no. care. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> in your ground, you put bacon? Uh, no, I put it in, I can't remember what it was, two or three different things. Almost everything that had the chance to get bacon in it, I added it. Well, now, Yes, I did. I added, yeah, bacon yeah. cheeseburgers. Yep. Heck yeah. Because ah, now, right. now he's added to his burger, you can either do you know the regular or with the beef or the pork right. fat or beef fat. See, whatever. If, if he could add bacon and, to like five six pounds for me, I would do that. Oh yeah, but yeah. but I want it. I want it marked like this has bacon in it. That way yeah. I'm like, oh, that's what I'll do my burgers <clears throat> with or whatever. Oh you know? yeah, because you got to have something. Normally, I add an egg and crackers to my burgers to help them stick together. Yeah, but and, you're gonna add bacon to anything, so you might as well just have it in yeah. there. Yeah. I feel I have a weird thing with bacon. Um, what? It's almost now. Listen though, but bacon what do you is mean? bacon. This has, is Kurt converting to Islam. By no, the way. no, no, no. Bacon. I bacon, have a weird thing with bacon and women having rights. Yeah, hear, hear no, me out. Hear no, hear me out. Bacon has sort of ruined wild game. It sort of has. Yeah, because it, everything was like, well, you add bacon to it. It's like, okay, then all you taste is fucking bacon. And plus, pigs are eating. It, it, pigs. I wrap my I wrap my backstrap with bacon. Oh, cool. So it just tastes like fucking bacon. I like the taste of backstrap. <laughs> hey, you know what's gonna happen pretty soon? Like when all the wild when the wild pigs push like all the deer and deer are super rare. Then it's like. You know, you're gonna take your beer, uh, your pig to the processor. It's like, hey, do you want to cut this uh, sausage with deer meat? <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it, deer meat. <laughs> anyway, check out Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing, especially if you're local. Yeah, sorry, uh, think, Scott. I think you really enjoy. It. Yeah, best plug ever. That, yeah. that, that's a pretty good plug. You can go there and get whatever you want. Just go there and tell them working class bowhunter sent you, and that you're the boss. So check them out. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. Moving right along. That was a long, long intro, and I apologize. Uh. Um, but we got a lot to talk about. A lot going on in the industry. What do you want to talk about right now? A lot going on this season. I don't know what um, you're talking about. We got a lot of things to cover. Um, I want to bring everyone up to date with what we're doing, what we got in the future, and stuff like that. But um, first, I, I think we need to. Uh, well, actually, we have like a PSA or like an advertisement we got to run. Um, which I'm sorry, guys, that, to do this to you right after we did our ads. You hate to do it, but it's one of those things that. We're getting to the point since we have free content that this might be like a reoccurring thing where we have to play like yeah. an ad or something like that. It's a pre-recorded ad. We get sent to it, and we don't make any. Well, we made a little money, so we're kind of selling out. I apologize <laughs> for this, but you guys got to listen to this. Sell out. Do me a favor. Don't skip over this, um, and just listen. And we'll meet you on the other side of the ad. And uh, so, thank you for understanding. Thank you for your support. Um, if you want why this ad plays, go give us a rating on iTunes while it's playing. Give us a five-star and say, like, these guys are incredible. So we'll play this. We'll meet you on the other side, and then we'll cut right into it. Thanks, thanks for understanding. Every year, a hunting TV show host gets busted for poaching. Spend all your time waiting. They panic and delete their social media accounts. Break that would make it okay. 
Waiting for someone to help. And it's hard at the end of the day. I need some distraction. Only five cents a day, you can help this hunter get his booyah back. His heavy breathing camera guy back. Help him give back the sponsors that pulled out faster than a kill with a Texas heart shot. His ego. Keeps on twisting. Keep on building lies that you make up for all that you lack. It don't make no difference. Escape one last time. His words don't be a fucking retard. In this sweet just film the fucking thing himself. With your donation, you'll receive a free Facebook kit to help you look like a douche. Not responsible for any offense taken. All right, guys. Thank you for understanding. Cool. That was just an ad we got to do here. So let's cut right back into the episode here. Oh, that was a nice pee break, dude. <laughs> yeah, we, get, we got out of the studio for a bit. That's yeah. One Mar- thing is, we're Mark, gonna be able- uh, by the way, uh, before we get your sausage sticks, almost got eight. <laughs> are those yours that are in the fridge? No, uh, those aren't yours. Mine's in the truck. Oh, you got jalapeno cheese? Yeah, sure. What were you doing? Oh, text your wife and tell her she can eat them. Okay, anyway, back on the <laughs> podcast. Thanks for cutting us off. Yeah, um, we got a lot to talk about here. Um, one thing that's going on in the industry, we're going to just get out of the way first, um, start at the front end of the episode. Sorry it took so long to get to this. Those ads are just, they're, they're a killer. bitch. They're a killer. They're a Where's killer. Mood killer. Got to do them, though. Got to do them, though. Free content um, equals ads sometimes, so we're sorry. Um, so Chris Brackett just got busted for poaching, um, well, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. There was a, there was a video that... Um, surface. So this guy, uh, apparently the the landowner that um, well the incident the alleged with the guide. I don't know if he owned the land. Worked with the guy. Yeah, the, where the alleged incident happened. Um, apparently he got word that this video was um, there. Was, this video was out there. 
Video gets leaked, um, you know, and as this is not held up in a court of law, so far, you know, nothing is, no crime has been committed. But anyway, this on video, to the point here. So this video gets released. Yeah. Guy does a lot of video about how this so-and-so happened at his outfitter. He had this experience with Bracket. And anyway, he basically says, you know, I have video of this proof that he poached this deer. I'm going to release it this week. And then he continues on to the replica of the deer that was allegedly, air quote, poached. He has the replica and he dices it up with a chainsaw and to basically like prove that this is a real situation. And then he looks at the camera and, uh, so, you know, his career's over, whatever, bless his heart. Um, the guy who made the video's heart. Anyway, so he ended up getting banned and from Facebook for a couple of days, and the video got pulled down. So everyone's like, whoa, what's going on? This video comes out of bracket of him shooting. It's all over the Internet. If, oh, if you're yeah. listening to this, you've already seen it. But oh, yeah. like, uh, we got to cover it. An eight-pointer walks in. There's this boot and crocking on the property that the guy told him to wait out for. He shoots this nice eight-pointer, really nice buck, and it runs off. And then all of a sudden he looks up, and then the big 170-some bucks out there, and he shoots this deer in the ass and cripples it, and this deer is, like, trying to get up and run away, and he's cussing in the blind looking for his ramrod. And it's just a really tough, really tough, disappointing, sad video to watch. It's uh, it's terrible footage it, also. It's... <laughs> That's what I thought. It's terrible footage, but it, it's terrible. It's more the content that's really disturbing. Yeah. And the fact that it, there was in, in between the first shot and the second shot, there was no thought Hes- process. Hesitation. hesitation. There was no yeah. hesitation or thought right. process that was verbally expressed no. um, or shown in the video. It was like shot. Oh, shit. There's the bigger one. Reload. Shoot. And to take it one to shoot again anyway, and then to on top of it to take the most unethical of shots that you can take yeah. and full blown cripple a majestic, beautiful animal that anyone here in the studio and I imagine a hundred percent of our listeners out there would would literally break their backs to have something like that. Well, Absolutely. depends on who's listening because it might be ninety nine percent. Well, don't okay. Way to bring it to a halt. <laughs> but any, it's just it's a disturbing video to watch. It is so that coming out at the same time a video also gets released of Chris. Cussing at his camera guy, not necessarily cussing, in my opinion, full-blown degrading someone, Mm -hmm. calling him a retard. Retard. And just shit that you don't say to people in general. It's one of those things, like, you know, to be like, ah, man, what the fuck? You fucked up. Oh, damn it, dude. I'm disappointed. God damn it. Fuck. Why did you do that? Right. That's a little different. Like shit happens. Yeah, you guys are all working class. You guys know what happens if you screw something up and someone's pissed that it's screwed up, but it's an okay situation. This... Is degrading. is degrading. This is like this comes from why he has a cross on his neck. By the way, yeah, like you on. cannot talk to people like that. It, like if somebody like if somebody were talking to you like this in a bar, you'd punch him right in the face. Like if somebody talked to me like that, Dude, why this video was going on, I thought he wouldn't have left that ground blind. Don't. No one calls me a retard to my face and like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm like, listen, son. Yeah. Yeah, you've obviously never been taught a lesson in your life because you can't just disrespect people like that. You can't disrespect people like that and think it's fine. Yeah, you know, it's I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the CEO of the biggest company. You don't talk to anybody like no. that because that's, someone's going to shut you down. That's what happens uh-huh. when your head gets too big and you think everything revolves around you and you yeah, got killed. Exactly. You got to get footage. Exactly. And you you know, the, yep. and the whole the whole time, you know, I'm watching. I'm you're watching. Literally blocking me off from Mark. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me he get back. Is that good? Me. 
<laughs> Damn it, Mark, get to the end of the table. Yeah. But it's, it's just one of those. Well, weird I, I used to be fat, Kurt. Yeah. So I, the, the whole time I'm I'm watching this, and you know, it's like there's no hesitation. That first video um, of the alleged incident. Uh, you know, I'm not the fucking brightest potato in the pumpkin patch, but I knew if I was gonna poach a deer, I wouldn't do it if somebody was fucking filming me. Well, that's not even the point. Like, I mean, I, and, and I'm because tr- I'm, like, and I'm just trying to figure. It's like, okay, yeah, but number no, one, he, number one, you punch poach a deer. Well, you bring up a good example though, because this is exactly proves. I don't. I'm scared you're going to go way out the deep end. No, I'm not. I'm not because I want to. I want to pull it into a point. You know, poaching a deer is one thing. It's a horrible thing. The reason why that deer was poached is a completely different animal. It's still really, really bad. But it was something that me and uh, Kurt and all the guys in here were talking about, and it was a point that you wanted to bring up. Well, and that's is, all I could think about. This is the line where, one, if you're to this point to where you do that without hesitating, you've either – you think too highly of yourself, you've been in this industry far too long for the, the personality you have, and it's time for your career to be over anyway, in my opinion. You don't need to be in this industry. If you're willing to sacrifice a living animal's life for – the purpose of a production. You're in it for the wrong reason. Or if it was that easy to do, you've done it before. Yep. And that's the thing. That's the most concerning thing to me. If it was that easy to do, you've done it before. With, yeah, yeah, with a camera on you. No yeah. que- no questions yeah. asked. Yeah. And, How many times have you done yeah. it without a camera? You yeah. know? See, in my opinion, Mr. Brackett, if you're listening, and I used to be a real big fan. Two years ago, man, I was a fan. He's he's relatively local yep. to us. I was yep. a fan. I'm like, man, Chris is the, this is the shit. Yep. He's a good shot. If he was a nice person personally and ethically his, his morals were all together and he was as religious as he says he is, he could be the best in the industry, I yep, think. Yep. But So it's a crying shame. Hands down. But the fact that the way you treat people and the, the actions that are shown in the video and, yeah, it, oh, I made a mistake maybe, but it doesn't look like you made a mistake. This is a conscious decision. Yeah, yeah. It would have made a better show if you would have retrieved that first buck you shot and claimed that buck as your own and been proud of it and showed, great buck, I shot too early, that big buck stepped out, we'll get him next year. And then you build a show off the journey to get that buck the following exactly, year when he's exactly. 180-some inches. I mean, you show, yeah. you show that one deer, you're shooting the one deer and then go – the next slide is you showing the big one next to you, and then you have proof that that buck is still there. That'd make right. a way better show. Yeah, you weren't even supposed to shoot that first deer in the first place. Like that's a num- that's another red flag. Is well, yeah, he guy, punched it, but the that guy that told him to wait is what, the, the guy told him not to shoot that particular deer. He is told him to what? wait for the big one seventy some inch yeah. deer. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's it's one of those things that just that's the things we don't it, so. Let's break it down this way. Online, everyone full-blown put their foot down and shut him out. His, As far as I'm aware, the recording of this podcast, his Fear No Evil page has been shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, has dropped him. I think Scentlock dropped him. A bunch of companies have dropped him. Sponsors are backing out. Outdoor Channel dropped him off, which I think is a very positive thing. It sucks to see someone lose their career, but he's in the wrong field if this type of shit is happening. It to is. me, a poaching he's offense... In it, he's in it for the wrong reasons at this point. Yes, but offensive, like something like this, to where you're gonna you're willing to shoot a deer illegally in the first place, but not alone shoot him illegally, but shoot him in the ass and cripple this thing. Yep. It's uh, you're done. I it's, don't care. There's no tolerance in my book. Yep. It gets no more unethical than what happened in that video, dude. Yep. And that's the thing. People are always like quick to judge the Pope and Young Club. Well, the Pope and Young Club is 
they're keeping ethics pure, and that's mm-hmm. what the fair chase affidavits are for. And mm-hmm. all this stuff, that's that's what that's what ball hunting should be. Honest, realness, and a care and a value for the animal that you're hunting. When you have no value, which Chris obviously has no value for the animals he hunts, mm-hmm. then you're out. You're done. I don't care if your career's over. Go go back to being a mailman. Oh, wait, you can't. This is a criminal offense. I hope you get charged. I yeah. hope you never hunt yeah. again in your fucking life. In my opinion, yeah. I don't care. I don't feel yeah. bad for him. Well, I don't. unethical yeah. makes the whole entire industry and all of us hunters look terrible and bad. Yeah. Bad. Oh, PR. And, and what what pisses me off too is uh, you know I, he he's trying to hide behind. He's like, well, this happened before I turned my life over to God. It's like, no, don't give me that bullshit yeah. excuse. All right, exactly. Because I grew up Roman Catholic. I occasionally still go to church. I don't talk about my religion ever because that's, that's just excuse. not something to bring up. But but dude do not sit here and tell me you're a fucking christian you're wearing a cross and you're talking to human beings like that another human being you talk to him like he was lower than you you should be wearing a what would jesus do bracelet because do you think jesus would talk to somebody like that no the fact is that if you converted if you gave your life to jesus and to you want to be if, and you want to be pure into sin you should have came forward about that a long fucking time ago well, the proof the is the day you turned your life over, you should have said, "Look, I made this mistake. I need to fess up to it. I need to get this off my chest. I need to be pure." It's just like all these senators, like Al Franken, just got caught. Like, oh yeah, dude, I'm a senator, but yet I was groping women. Like, dude, you should have go ahead, Mark. fessed up <laughs> and got you know, no, well, no, 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 because I'm not done. But you are you you are just it's it, what pisses me off is like you cannot say that you were a child of God. And then sit here and tell me that you knew what you did because you knew what you did. You did it, and you want to sit here and tell me that yeah, oh no, my I I, I am totally pure and no, dude, you should have fessed up to that if you wanted to get all your sins out. I'm sure you probably have more if you're hiding this. Put well, it all out if you. Do, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I will tell you this. If he comes out and fesses up to everything that he's done wrong and puts it out there and begs for mercy, I will consider it. And then I would hope that that guy gets his life turned around and good things happen to him. But you have to put everything but he won't, that you though. have out there. No. But he probably won't. So fuck him until he does. Well, and you'd never know anyway if he did. No, right. exactly. Mark, Mark, well, the your- proof was totally what he said to the outfitter the first night he got there. The outfitter said, well, you can go out and get some footage. And he said, I don't need footage. I need kills. Yeah. So your mindset is I got to produce a television show. I got to kill whatever and I'll step all over the ethical lines to do whatever it takes. Uh-huh. And you got to you got to fess up he's, to what you did. He's got and, an ego and, to feed. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. Ego's a big hungry beast and it never yep. gets full. Yep. And which, that's the which, thing. It's like he's in it for the wrong reasons exactly. these days. Well, exactly. his career's over and that's okay. And you know this sounds kind of mean just maybe if we're just talking about this but even on a personal level, with personal experience we've had, is uh, and Chris has said nothing but but bad things about working class bow hunter, as far yeah. as I've heard um, through people, and we know a lot of people in this industry, and uh, it's one negative story of how he, treating people this way and treating people that way, and um, I mean the proof's in the pudding how he talks to his camera guy, and you can see it on Facebook comments. People oh, ask him yeah. questions. He's just a fucking asshole to people. Yeah. On like these people are your fans, man. They're looking up to you. You should be worshiping yeah. these people. Like respond to every message you get. Be nice to every single person. You know, I've back when I was a fan, 
I'm he's an hour from us. I could be to his Castle Kill in 40 minutes from the studio here. Mm-hmm. I would message him on uh he was asking for a camera guy on Facebook. Hey man, I'm real close by. I'd love to learn, you know. This is back when I was a fan of him. I'd love to learn and I'd get a fucking cocky dickhead message back. Yeah. Nope, well, I need professionals. And why are you asking on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Is he exactly. is it even Castle Kill anymore? Is it Castle Poach? you know hey it should be listen maybe this is the best thing for him hey you know maybe his head got too big you have to be humbled sometimes and you know maybe this is going to be a life changer hey everything that you think you worked hard at and was given to you is taken away and you need to work hard to get back what you thought you once had it wasn't pure but guess what you got caught up in the shit I hope. I hope. I don't even think it's really that even about getting caught up in the shit because getting what are well, you getting get caught, caught up? You can get in? caught up in your own head. And then a, think I think you can he's get got. Away with shit. I think he's got mental issues. Is what I. Yeah. think. It could be. It could yeah. be. But I think that. Okay, say I produce. I produce. I produced a hunting show for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I don't feel that I would become more unethical. I feel like I would become more ethical. Yep. Getting to hunt at exactly. the the best places on the, in the country to kill white. With tails. how many? With how many mm-hmm. viewers you have? Too. Yeah, and your fans mm-hmm. and your viewers and and everything. Like you, you know, you get to go shoot Gator Gar in Texas. Like you can do anything you want. It's not like you need kills. Yep. You could do a show on not like. Steve Rinell, a perfect example. Exactly. He does shows, and he might not even kill an animal, and it's still a better show than anything Chris Brackett's ever produced. So I was going to say, if you're a cool person and you produce a cool show and put out good production and not just, yep. you know, you, people are going to like you for who you are and what you do. Not yep. Exactly. He's you, exactly the opposite. You can do a full show on just misses, and if people yeah. like you, they're going to freaking exactly. love it. White Tail exactly. Adrenaline, perfect example. He doesn't always kill deer. That yeah, is a good example. Because yeah. <laughs> that's how everybody else's does. season goes. I right. mean, yeah, really. Yeah, people relate to it. People can relate to it. Yeah, They're going to be a That's a fan. normal shit. But yeah. even though, like, when he had arrow affliction, man, he'd go and shoot bullfrogs with his bow. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite episodes yeah, because absolutely. I'm stuck in, in the house in the summer waiting on deer season, yeah. and I'm watching Chris Brackett shoot bullfrogs with a bow and arrow, and I'm like, yeah. dude, this is cool. Like, no one else does this. Yeah. I was the biggest fan of arrow affliction back in the day. Yeah, man. I was too, dude. I love that show. It was my yeah. favorite hunting yeah. show for sure. If he was smart, he would... This is this is the only way I see Chris Brackett making a comeback. He's ruined his whitetail reputation. He needs to quit hunting anything big game, and he goes back and he does an archery only slash like varmint small game type show like Arrow Affliction or brings yeah. Arrow Affliction back, yeah. which he probably doesn't own anymore. Right, and make a show like that, and that's all he does for a few years, and then he steps back into it, and yeah. he's he's got to prove to people he has changed. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think he can. I think it's done. No. I think it's game. You know, over. but uh, hey, you know, you hate to see a whole man's world be ruined. I hate to see no, a no man matter, break. No I hate matter to see how it. much of a prick that they may be, um, dude, you know, I I hope the best for the guy because he's an American and he's a human. Yeah, he might be a, a super big dickhead, but shit, dude, I just I I, I always hope for the best in humanity. Come on, man. <laughs> they already paid us. They only paid us for one slot. All right, here. here let We're me charge an overtime. Uh, I, w- I want to riff on this. Their social media accounts. I'll do it in between. You see how it is? If you're listening to this, you know what you have to do to change your life. Waiting. 
or someone. For only $50 a month. And it's hard we promise to not trash you on the podcast. <laughs> you just send us money. <laughs> I just, no, we're, I ki- know, we're kidding around. But yeah, anyway, we're kidding around. Don't send us your dirty money. I hate to see a man get broken, but uh, this is going to really, I think, it's it's bringing light, like we said, kind of the Bill Busbis situation. But I feel like this hits more home because the whole thing was on video. Yeah, they showed the video. And, yeah. and I just think the, a community of hunters online took a stand and, and basically said, absolutely not unacceptable. This will not yeah. happen. And it shows that really brought a lot of uh, – and, and there's a negative way to look at it. Be like everyone's so negative to him for him having a negative situation. But it's a thing that a lot of people are really passionate about. And it really it, it brought a lot of confidence in me and our hunting community because we can come together and make shit happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like pouring diesel fuel on a fire ant hill. Yeah, it's a violent way to end that fire ant hill. But it it's gets just the like job this. Done. What would you expect me to do? Say that I was hunting on my ground and I watch a guy shoot a buck from the truck from the road, and I could see it from my timber. What would you expect me to do? Get down and oh, beat yeah. the fuck out of him. No, yes, yeah, absolutely. Get down yeah. and do that. Yeah. Call the DNR, go as far as you can, chase that dude on foot, whatever. So why is this, people that are in defensive bracket, which there's not much, but why is this different because he's on TV? Does he get a free pass? In my opinion, absolutely not. He gets it worse. Did did he sign a shirt for you? Everybody's human and everybody makes mistakes, and that's true. But this was blatant disregard Mm -hmm. and blatant arrogance. And disrespect. Disrespect. Zero hesitation. At the highest level. And couldn't do any worse. He robbed the people of Indiana, the good, hardworking people of Indiana. He stole one of your natural resources. Imagine being one of the guys from the Outfitter. That's what I was just going to say. Took advantage of the Outfitter, talked to him like shit, treated him like shit. I mean, what do you expect? If If you're a cool person, if Mark Drury does this by accident or or gets caught doing this you know you might give him a little better chance because he's a nice person as far as right. you know right he's, at least he's not obviously disrespectful and rude and cussing right. at people it's a little arrogant. different yes yeah. what did what happened to so, Lee Likoski Lee Likoski just made an honest honest mistake right. and he owned it exactly and then what what has ever happened with it nothing and see nothing. I still respect that guy he's yeah. still amazing Dude, and what was it, he, it wasn't he like didn't, a he didn't do anything wrong I think it was I can't remember exactly don't quote me it was like a weird tag situation yeah, he tagged he tagged his a he uses buck tag on a doe, right, or something like that. No, Doug, you gotta get closer to your mic. He had the wrong tag. For he the wrong... used the wrong tag on the wrong deer. Or yeah, something. it was yeah. like which something. Like but he that. had a valid tag. He just messed. Yeah, up. he had the yeah. valid tag. Yeah, yeah. You, you shoot that many dude mistakes like that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Who like, knows how many like tags a, that guy has? It was like a mix up between a landowner's and an any sex tag. Yeah, yeah. what yeah. happened? Like that, yeah. Okay, so which, by the way, I want to make a point. I, my dad shot his deer. We were tagging it. We almost called it in as his firearm tag because they look exactly the same. Yes, they well, do. And that's, like, how, that's how I was, too. Like, you can look at your tags. Like, you can lay out 36 tags, and it takes you a while just to figure out which one is which because you have to actually look at it and see what dude, it the says. license they need to be marked. Tag, they, yes. they, they need to do something better, and that's maybe something like a that we color can. color or something. Dude, if yeah, we get, like, uh, Neil Anderson on again, um, yeah, dude, and it's weird. Just differences. Uh, you know, not not to get too far yeah, off. Neil Anderson like, again. Next time we know have rifles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last the last time we had him on, we had shout out Neil Anderson. I'm kidding, buddy. Yeah, we love him, dude. At least he gave me the common courtesy to text me before he screwed next all. Thing of we us. know we can hunt with hand grenades in Illinois, and it's during the first <laughs> wait, week wait, in November. See, we can hunt with what <laughs> hand grenades? Hand grenades on crossbows. Oh, hand grenades. <laughs> next I thing I was like, we legalize hand grenades, and it's November first through the seventh. I thought you <laughs> said something about like AIDS. What? Like Go to your bedding shoot- areas. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I think you said like AIDS. Like you're shooting no. with an AIDS needle. Cool. That deer's 
going to die in four okay. to six months. <laughs> too far, too far. Too far. Um, so that's what we think about that. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, send it to us or don't. I don't. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I will say that. I'm over this. That that video could have been so relatable if he just shot that first one and then they show the big one come out. Because how many times yeah. have you shot a buck mm-hmm. and then a bigger one comes out and you're just like, oh, man. God, it's not like the first buck just got the shot footage and left yeah. it. Yeah. He got the footage and it left like, it. Dude, it was like you uh, when you were telling your story. Dude, you saw this eight-pointer and it, we even got the Snapchats. You're like, ah, yeah, I should have shot that. I could have shot there. that oh. and then that monster comes in. I mean, it could have been the same thing. Well, another example is I was hunting the other day in the, the morning. Ass. Texas hard shot it. And yeah. the deer I've been after, you know, you guys know my season. I never kill anything for 15 years. The deer I finally want comes by, but he's running by a little too fast, and he's a little too far for a quick shot in the wind. So what do I do? Ethically, I pass. I don't take that shot. Right. It's so simple. I mean, you gotta you got to draw the line, man. you got you to. Have it's to. an animal, and you can't. Dude, if, I, if I was as you rich, can't, advantage you can't of the disrespect a living animal. Exactly. Yeah. If I was as rich as Mark Rife, I could, I could pass deer like that too. Because <laughs> I just go home to my yeah, money pit. So much great land I buy to hunt. Right? <laughs> um, okay. So let's uh, let's stick with negativity. Uh, do you want to bring up that article that we were talking well, about that happened in Illinois? I don't think it's. Well, let's talk about. Let's switch pace. So uh, good luck to you, Mister Bracket. I uh, I hope the best for you, my friend. But I hope that you don't hunt again at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> with all due respect, I, I just I don't think you deserve to. That's just my opinion, yeah. and uh, everyone can disagree with that. That's fine. Um, I'm okay with it. I just you know I have a higher respect for the animals I hunt, and uh, you won't catch me doing something as dirty as you did. Um, so try me. Anyway, he doesn't hunt on camera. Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm screwing with you. <laughs> well, that I don't muzzle or hunt anymore, so that's fine too. It's oh, kind of hard true. to text his heart shot a deer at 150 yards with a bow, um, <laughs> but not impossible. And then watch it struggle <laughs> over the hill. Yeah, <laughs> man, that was tough. Um, this yeah, is just an article I wanted to bring up, and I was pissed because I got it through Fox, and I meant to find uh, a different article. Well, what is it? Uh, Fox to now? I don't know. Fox wait, to now. Dot com. Oh, I thought you said Mozilla Firefox. Like, what the hell are you doing? Howlsville, dude? Missouri. A 14-year-old Mississippi girl who... Missouri. Missouri. Oh, shit. Not Mississippi. I'm reading fast, so I'm not boring people with reading. Um, thought she was shooting a large white-tailed buck. Instead, took down an elk. Missouri conservation agent Tom Strother says the girl was hunting with her dad Saturday when she took the shot. When her dad realized the animal was an elk, he called a conservation agent. Missouri currently has no hunting season for elk. A herd is being grown in southeast Missouri after elk were reintroduced at Peck Ranch Conservation Area in 2011. The Springfield News Leader reports that Abby Wilson took the elk down with one shot from her rifle. She called her dad and was hunting nearby who alerted the Missouri Department of Conservation. The teen's father, Donald White, wrote Fox 2 about the incident. He referenced this Facebook post. It's not every day here in Boone County that you hunt all year for horns. And my goodness, you see horns. Abby Wilson made one heck of a shot to, to get to your stand and hear the stand shaking and see the smile on her face and for me and for me to ask, where is he? Oh, no. The shock of what I saw when I asked the conservation agent, hey, do you have an elk in Boone County? His reply was, no. Yes, sir, you do. Okay, I read that. So his daughter up. called him and said, "Hey, Daddy, I shot a big one." He goes, "Oh, great!" And he sees a dead elk. Like, "Oh, what the hell did you just do?" <laughs> Send me a pic. He said. Within one hour, they showed up in disbelief. The look on their face is priceless. Strother says the elk shot Saturday was 200 miles away from the Peck Ranch herd between Howlsville and Centralia. Wow. The carcass is undergoing several tests to see if it is diseased or to get clues where it came from. No enforcement actions have been taken against the youth hunter or the young hunter. So that um, looks like a young elk. 
I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it don't look like a deer. <laughs> no, not by not tail anyway. But to a fourteen-year-old girl, <laughs> yeah, she sees horns, and you know, well, I'll yeah, be honest, but, I'm not mad at this. Uh, I I can't be I now that I knew so. the story. If I, her dad was sitting in the, you know, stand with her, that's one thing. That'd be a different story, yeah. Dude, what in the hell has got to go through your mind? Like, Mark, Mark, you have kids. You have a daughter. What happens if your daughter one day texts you or uh, uh, probably your son? I don't know. <laughs> we're not, not going to put Zach on blast. Yeah. Say, his son and his daughter are about the same thing, so it's fine. Say they What's up, like, Zach? <laughs> they're like, Dad, I just shot a monster. And, like, you walk over there, and it's, like, for some reason, a red deer. <laughs> be like, like a red uh, stag. Son, I taught you better than that. That's what sticks out to me in the story she's not like eight you know she's 14 you would think that maybe a little bit you would explain or you like know, you could be driving in like a year kid, and a half you know yeah like you you should know but difference between a whitetail and an elk yeah maybe rifle it's a little farther away but you got a scope but i'm not mad about it because the guy did the right thing Ooh. as soon oh, as he saw oh, it he called the dnr is, it, is there another picture of her with holding the elk I it's, just think, it's not like they did a bad thing and never called the oh, DNR. Okay. Right, like right. he called right away and said, "Hey, you know, like." And you know, I guess you could argue the point. There are some melanistic deer in the world that are darker coloration. So sure. I mean, a young right, kid right. could make a mistake. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, because that's just, not that's not a monster. And it's not a six means. by six, four hundred inch. And, and it's yeah. also like a being fourteen. It's like. Some fourteen year you have to meet the fourteen. Yeah, right. yeah, their maturity right. level, and you know. I'm not saying that this woman has this girl, young girl, has bad judgment, right. um, but it also wasn't like bull. It wasn't in bow range either, though. You know, it's, it's a rifle. Right. Right. It's out there. Right. I'm saying yes. Okay, it's a this little is questionable. One of those shit happens things. Yeah, accidentally. absolutely done. Um, it was handled the right way. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. When, no. I will say though, when you see the article online, it's easy to get mad at. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. How, Mark, how old do you think that uh, elk is? I, I don't. I, I'm not a year and a half. You think it's a year and a half? Ago? Yeah. So 200 miles away from the nearest thing, man. Yeah. That's kind of a... You got to think of that, too. Like, she's not thinking there's going to be an elk running around, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Well, none of us would. Hey, would there was, a, like, yeah. there was an elk in Iowa the, uh, a couple weeks ago. There's an elk uh, and a bear, like, all in the same week. Well, uh, there were multiple bear sightings in Okay, Iowa. moving on. Yeah. Um, there's something I actually honestly haven't read it, so you guys are going to hear my first initial reaction. I'm going to skim through this here. We got sent this today by someone in our working class bow hunters group on Facebook. Um, this is through the Facebook page of the Illinois Department of Natural Resources Conservation Police. Um, mm. And this is a hefty little article here, so I'm going to try and get through it quick, and then we can start discussing it. So first of all, I apologize for this. IDNR Conservation Police announced results of Western Illinois deer hunting enforcement detail. Barry, Illinois. Uh, the DNR police have issued more than 50 citations and warnings for illegal deer hunting and related offenses this month. The illegal activity was discovered during enforcement details in Pike and Adams counties on November 8th through the 9th. Conservation police officers focus on activities on deer hunting properties managed by Hadley Creek Outfitters hey. based in Barry, Illinois. Including a, unfall, unlawful feeding of white-tailed deer and allowing clients to hunt deer over a baited area, which is which is illegal in Illinois. Mm -hmm. yep. During the enforcement detail, 
conservation police officers confirmed approximately 6,400 acres were baited and unlawful to hunt in Pike and Adams counties. Holy shit. Bait is defined as any material, whether liquid or solid, including food, salt, mineral, and or other products that can be ingested, placed, or scattered in such a manner as to attract or lure white-tailed deer. The illegal areas were baited with trophy rocks, mineral licks, piled corn, and corn scattered among food plots. Headley Creek managers, guides, and clients were cited for multiple violations of feeding deer and hunting over baited areas. Officers working the detail also came across additional violations in the area which were committed by hunters who were not involved with hunting on Headley Creek properties. Violations discovered during the detail included unlawful feeding of white-tailed deer, unlawful hunting white-tailed deer over a baited area, transportation of an uncased bow and firearm, unlawful possession of untagged deer, unlawful possession of another individual's deer permit, failure to report deer harvest same day as kill, and falsification of residency to obtain permits. Oof. Illinois Jeez. conservation police officers were issued or officers issued yeah. 46 citations and seven Shut written warnings during the detail. Illinois has taken a proactive approach to prevent the further spread of chronic wasting disease, and it is unlawful to make available um, food, salt, mineral blocks, or other products for ingestion by wild deer or other wildlife in areas where deer are present at any time. CWD is a fatal neurological disease of deer, elk, and moose. The disease is always fatal in deer, and there's no treatment or cure. CWD is transmitted directly from one animal to another, and there's evidence that it also can be transmitted from contaminated places in the environment. For instance, a feeding area where saliva excrement uh, from an infected deer is present. CWD was first found in Illinois during the fall of 2002. The disease has been confirmed to be present in 17 northern Illinois counties. Interesting. Uh, it's probably you know, been, it's CWD's probably been here forever, and they finally just started testing it and yeah. figured it yeah. out. Right, you know, right, it's nuts. Right. I mean, they've totally overreacted to that, but that's not what the article's really yeah. about. Hadley, anyway. Dude, Hadley Creek got hit, but, like, all the surrounding counties. I, I, I must just be like, you know, if you ever get involved with the cops, I always say, hey, you know, let me see your uh, IDs. You know, make sure no one has any warrants. That's collateral damage. That's like the whole plot of Casino, how they got caught. The FBI was, like, trying to catch something else, and then they hear about this. One thing I want to do um, is skip past whatever you're saying. I want to ask Mark Reif what he thinks about this whole situation. You know, <clears throat> it's the same thing. It's it's about <laughs> Sorry, it's see, about collateral money. damage. It's about getting the money and getting the clients and getting paid and being successful, having the successful, you know, the the killer eight, you know. And the sad thing is, Hadley Creek's famous. They're on yeah. the hunting shows all the time. Yeah, world I class. Mean, and then it makes you wonder, like the juries go there. A lot of the famous guys in the hunting industry go there to kill deer. I mean. Yep. It's, you know, how big is this whole deal across yeah. the whole industry? Ooh. And if it's if it's bad and ev- and a lot more people are involved that we think are good dudes, then their asses should get caught, too. People are going to start getting I, clipped. You're getting greedy and you're doing it for money. You're doing it for all the wrong reasons. I hear you. And if yeah, that's the I case, mean, I'll never watch a damn hunting show again. I'll hunt like I've always hunted. I do it because I love it and go to, you know, yeah. be outside. I it makes care. no difference hunting yeah. shows or not. That's and just part listen of the podcast. That's all you got to do. <clears throat> Working Glass Bow Hunter podcast. Yeah. The thing, um, I think my opinion is I agree with you, Mark, too. And I think maybe a lot of guys that hunt from out of state aren't sure what maybe the, like, don't realize, oh, you can't have yeah. mineral in Illinois. Or, or maybe yeah. they don't even know. Maybe right. the spots that they put those guys in, they're not near. Because they have, I don't know how many acres, 46-some hundred acres. 6,400. Yeah. yeah. They might not even... 
hunt near that area or are aware that it's being baited or whatever. Right, well, that's it, true. It, 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 it could true. be close where they don't even know about it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But they have it there to, like... Now, if they don't know the laws, deer. that's their own problem. Right, very like, true. Ted, like Ted Nugent says, he says, you got to know. you got to know the laws. It doesn't matter. There's no excuse. Very true. Dude, Ted Nugent that's got your, hit with something. your responsibility. Well, say, say ex-hunter, whatever famous hunter, ex, yeah. the guy from Hadley Creek, well, whoever he is, like, oh, I'm going to put you in off this corn... Field, I'm going to put you 20 yards inside the timber. Well, that guy hunting there might not know that exactly. 50 yards in the timber, there's a mineral site, and exactly. that guy, the guide, knows it. Yep. Or there's a, cor- a pile of corn in yep. the timber, so, and yep. those deer are going to come from one area past that stand and into the corn. Right. And, you know, the guy might not even know that's there. He just, my guide yeah. set me up here. And, but hey, at, but, at, but at, I gotta, at that point, like, if you're that big and you're doing all this shit, yep. you're going to get caught eventually. Exactly. Yeah, and, like, and that's what I want to ask you. Because so it, when coming in and out of there. Comfortable. Right. You know, when uh, when you were running taxidermy, like, full-time, you you would always tell us, like, yeah, the DNR officers come by periodically yep. just to check things. Uh, you know, you would figure a uh, outfitter that big, would DNR people not be there frequently? I mean, you, you would think so. Yeah. I mean, you think oh, yeah, that, that would be like one of the big places. Like you go to yeah. a nightclub, dude. There's always cops there. You figure there should be a cop on standby. Yeah, there. I remember I, when they uh, passed a law that you couldn't pick up roadkill anymore in Illinois, and that was not that long ago. And the DNR uh, lady called me, or she came over, and she started telling me, you know, oh, here's the new rules and handed papers and stuff. And she's like, you know, there's somebody been going around with the bobcat trying to get a taxidermist to go ahead and take it in, and he's been telling him he picked it up as a roadkill, and that's illegal. And immediately a light went on in my head, and I told her, hey, I've got a beaver in the freezer that – might you know that was hit by a car some guy found it when he was out shed hunting and brought it to me so i mean absolutely the first thing that popped into my head was do the right damn thing no matter well, what well, happens. hell yes because you know, i mean if you don't I tell her i never she, told her she's yeah, not gonna search you, to the I bottom mean, of my freezer well she could have told you hey you know like it's not illegal it's not legal anymore like okay and you would have never said anything and then at when she was leaving she could have said you know let me take your freezer right and you've been like fuck and, uh, yeah i would have been screwed and she right away she was like you know, I'm not here to bust your ass. You know, I, I appreciate what you've done. You've been honest with me. Can I please see the animal? Check the animal. And I told her whose it was. I had all the information on there. Right. She contacted him. And there was no fine. She didn't, you know, bust his balls either. She basically worked for us and said, well, you found it while you were shed hunting. It was actually beaver trapping season. So I am able to get you... A salvage tag. Right. Oh, okay. So right. she yeah. worked with us and did what she could. They're, you know, they're not here. If you're honest, it's just the way to be. You got to. Well, yeah, that. I mean, yeah. there's no Good sense of lying. Happen. There's yeah. no it's sense like, of lying about it, it, trying to get away with it when you <clears> just be honest <throat> with yep. it and be like, hey, this is what happened. This is what's going on. And they're like, okay, yeah, right. we understand and the situation. Yeah, right? sometimes to do the right thing, though, you do have to do like take extra steps. Like when Kurt found that, uh, you know, since we're talking about that that roadkill uh, beaver. Um, when Kurt and his old man found that uh, roadkill uh, roadkill buck, I mean, they, they went through a lot of steps to get it, but they yep. did the right thing. Absolutely. But sometimes I, doing I didn't the right touch thing. that deer until I had gotten a hold of DNR. I called. I couldn't get a hold of DNR, which they're more difficult. They are. For how strict they are, they're more they difficult are. to get a hold of than oh, what they should be. Well, shit, dude, Illinois, they, there's no money. There's no, but they're they're giving out any personal cell well, phones I don't, now. I don't, think, <gasps> I don't think it's the money deal. I think there's... Fewer of them. That's what I mean. Because of the cuts. Afford. Yeah, they right. can't yeah. afford because yep. of the cuts. Well, so there me, are fewer of them. I called. I tried to call DNR. Couldn't get through to anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's it's 
a good thing that I know people. Yeah. I called the DNR, couldn't get a hold of anyone. So then I, I found this deer in Mercer County, Illinois. So then I called Mercer County State Police or Mercer County Police. Which they can pr- can they print you a salvage tag? I, no, I, not that I got no. from this phone call. The way okay. I did it is I said, "Hey, I found a deer that's been roadkill. I want to keep the head. I'm calling on record to make sure that I can do this." Mm-hmm. And I had them trying to get a hold of a conver- conservation officer for me, but I had record. I had I was writing it down. I called Mercer County Police uh-huh. at this time because I wanted to have record. Like I tried to do this legally because mm-hmm. I mean, what am I? I'm not going to drive away from this thing. It was a nice velvet buck. Like I'm going to make sure this gets done correctly. And I'm going to make sure I have a paper trail or a record of sure who uh, I sure. called. And I said, "Well, can you write down my name and number because I want to know if someone is like, hey, you did this wrong.' Like, no, he called and tried to get this mm-hmm. resolved the right way, and then." I ended up calling Scott Smith from Smith's, and he had the the number because he gets checked as well because it's his business. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He gave me a direct number, and that's really the only way I got in contact. And he goes, okay, he's, what you need to do is go online and do – I basically went online. If I'm rem- This has been over a year, so if, if I'm incorrect, it's just because I don't remember. Um, I went online and registered it and got a confirmation on there, and I screenshotted that, and I still have it. Mm-hmm. And then I called Mark. And I said, what do I need to do with this? I sent marked my confirmation number, everything made, wrote the confirmation down, and then I got a, I claimed a salvage tag, and they mailed me the salvage tag. But I had my confirmation number in the meantime okay. to handle it. So I talked to the conservation officer, I talked to the county police, and I had done everything I did. I wrote everything. Like when I made my tag temporarily, I put my confirmation number online, I put that I called the Mercer County police at this date. And then I put, I talked to conservation officer and his name on this date, which, on is, yeah. which is totally here's, illegal. Here's, here's yeah. what I'm starting to get more curious about. Okay. Cause Mark, you always had a DNR uh, officer checking in. Scott always did. Um, and I don't know again, cause I, I want to come back to, I, I don't know how often outfitters are checked, but due to the lack of conservation officers, I know there was, I think an article about two some years ago, last year, that uh, there was about like 24 cadets that were ready to go out in the field, and they just cut the program. Like, we don't have the money. Really? Yeah. It was something like our buddy Scott Wright, who retired from... Uh, was it last year? Oh, come on, dude! I want to make a I want to make a point. <laughs> Jiminy crickets! Actually, you know what? Play that music. Play that music. I want to hear. It. Do you have the actual song? Booyah! Booyah! Slightly. I'm curious now. You know, with the with that budget being cut, you know, did they think that because there was an officer not checking in every once in a while? that maybe they could get away with it. They're like, hey, you know, we haven't been checked. We're checked usually once once every month. Yeah, there it's a lottery an drawing for me for the taxidermy thing. They put all the, you know, the st- the people that are taxidermists in Illinois is in, a, in a hat. It's a lottery drawing. So that's how you get checked. She's like, hey, you won the lottery. It's time for me to check you out. Yeah, today. you know. So, <laughs> I mean, without with the outfitters, I wouldn't think it would be that way because DNR has more power than even the police. So they can go and do whatever they want, whenever they want. I mean, if, as far as I know. Now, I don't know if there's special outfitter rules, but yeah. I wouldn't think so. But, yeah, they should be shut down, in my opinion. Yeah. If you're going to take advantage of a situation like that and do something completely illegal... You need to be punished and shown that it's not going to be tolerated and it's not going to be allowed, especially when it's just about money. Well, and, right. and too, yeah. like with the uh, DNR officers, we were talking about how the budget cuts and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that should be public record. So I just looked up, yeah. uh, you know, how many I or Iowa DNR are there throughout the state, and it says the bureau has ninety conservation officers, including six supervisors. Conversation officers, <laughs> conservation officers. We're not having a good conversation. We're both going to fucking jail. Is that what you're telling me? Six supervisors, six recreational. We'd all go be in prison. Right okay, now. hold on, hold on. And ninety. What'd you say? Ninety conservation officers. Yep. Okay, there is ninety nine counties in Iowa. Well, I'm getting there. Okay, ninety of them. Okay. Six supervisors, six recreational safety officers, and seventy eight field officers. There you go. Oh, okay, so okay. The field officer, yes. Yeah. So that makes up for it. Wait, wait. So what? What's? I'm curious about what the difference is. But as much ground as there is to hunt in Iowa, dude, yeah, you obviously can't be. Over everything. You should look up Illinois because I know that when I talked to her, their ranges got expanded yeah. so well, the, far that there's no way well, that they can. Dude, cover. the guy that I was ta- the, the guy for Rock Island County, uh, man, I cannot <clears throat> think of his name. Um, I remember when I went through my hunter safety course. What he was telling me is his range, like, I mean, he had basically all of Rock Island County plus a little bit more. But dude, Rock Island County is huge, mm-hmm. and if you're hearing this. One man cannot cover the entire county. <laughs> but for five cents of every paycheck that you earn, you could have a DNR officer almost at your back door. <laughs> there are officers that need a Which home. Which is not a true fact. And there are <laughs> Don't take that seriously, people. <laughs> no, keep playing. I wanted to go all, uh, I want to go a little, let me do this. Let me do this. Mark can't hear because right. he don't have headphones. I feel bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. I can hear. For uh for just five cents a paycheck, you could employ over 400 officers to ensure that all laws are being followed in an ethical manner and no deer are being Texas heart-shotted by a muzzle loader after another buck had been shot. With your small donation, we could make a change. Illinois could be the best thing to ever happen to the hunting industry for a second time. <laughs> Send your money to workingclassbowhunter.com LLC. <laughs> for 50 bucks a month, you could have a DNR officer hunt with you. <laughs> Sit in the stand with you. Make sure you don't break any it's laws. Almost, it's almost getting to that point. Hunt with you. <laughs> in the stand with you. Okay, should we move on? Yeah, yes, let's, yes, let's We've killed on. an is... hour talking about this, boys. Oh, yeah. God. Can well, we get something positive for a change? We have evolved to long-ass podcasts. I want <laughs> I want something positive. Kurt, what did you do last weekend? Let's last weekend it. was rutcation for uh, me and Papa Dave. And me. And, and Steve. Yes. And me. Kind of for Steve. <laughs> and, and Mark. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We started. Um, Mark was laid off. That was yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> Still <laughs> rotation. Yeah. I took Wednesday through That's Sunday I because I got married this year and that ate up some vacation. You know, got to do what you got to do. Um, but I took off <laughs> no, Wednesday, Thursday, don't. Friday, <laughs> and uh, I think Wednesday was the first day uh, that I had success. I shot a. No, am I wrong? Was it? I shot a turkey. I shot, shot a fall turkey. Was that Wednesday? No, you shot that some bitch. Uh... Yeah, you did. I Thursday. don't remember when I shot him. No, you shot it Thursday because we podcasted Wednesday. I always buy a turkey tag um, every year. It's, it's five dollars like, and fifty cents. Five fifty. It supports uh, conservation officers, which deal. buy more. <laughs> um, so I basically had uh, this one spot that I call. Uh, it's in like a pinch, and. Uh, there's always, the turkeys roost right there. I know in the springtime it's going to be a killer spring turkey spot. And nor, I kind of quit shooting at turkeys 
Um, I, I would if I got the opportunity, but one, they're really hard to kill with a bow, and two, it's like you always miss. It just, it just seems that way, don't it? Okay. Yeah. It just, okay. Well, the, it, it just seems like you always miss. The hole you put in this fucking bird, it did not seem that it was hard to kill or well, hard, so, okay, easy to miss. Let me, let me run it down. So um, when I walked in, the turkeys were there. They're always right there. There's like a hay field. They come off the roost. They they do their thing. And oh, run louder around. than fuck. Yeah, louder than hell. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. So... Um, they start walking in the timber, and I'm in like a strip of a pinch point, I guess, if you will, like, like almost like a tunnel, I guess, if that makes sense. And I'm sitting there, and I got some turkeys walking in. I didn't even grab my bow. I'm like, I'm not even going to sh- bother to try and because normally all their dangers from above, for the most part, besides coyotes, like hawks when they're young, mm-hmm. um, eagles, just shit like that gets them from above. And so they're so skittish, their eyesight's so good. And I don't even bother. I just sit there. I was watching them kind of enjoying the show, and they were gobbling and strutting around in the fall, which is really cool to see. And mm-hmm. um, I could see the beards on them. You can shoot anything in the fall for fall turkey in Illinois. So you can shoot a hen or you shoot a jake or whatever. And uh, I look down the hill. They're kind of on a slope, and I see these two hens strutting around. Like not strutting, but walking around, doing their weird noises, and this uh this big boss gobbler sitting there just gobbling his face off and the he, boss gobbler but, boss gobbler dude the final boss but the the weird thing is it's like it seems like turkeys when you want to shoot them from a tree stand they never quit moving like they're always moving yeah. like oh, it's yeah. hard to get them to stop yep. but this dude gobbling was just sitting there just hammering gobble hammering gobble hammering gobble I'm like that's pretty cool man and I'm like man he's actually he's got a long beard on him he's he's right there and I range him 30 yards, and he's not moving. He's just sitting there. I'm like, I range him again 30 yards. I'm like, hmm. Grab the <laughs> grab the HHA, dial order 30. And I, and I draw back, and I'm like sitting anchored. And right now as I'm talking, I'm doing like the fake, like I'm drawing back. And I'm sitting there looking at him. I'm like, do I shoot him? Like I just feel like I always miss turkeys, especially at 30 yards from a tree stand. I've, so you're full draw thinking about I'm this. I'm full draw looking at him through my peep. I'm anchored, and I'm ready. I'm like, start squeezing. Click release and it just smack smacks him dude and you know it's a good thing in my in my experience someone can tell me different when you have an arrow that doesn't pass through a turkey because you hit breastbone he ran five yards i could see him go with the arrow out and i think i thought he had died how far is that in deer yards what's that Five yards for a turkey. How it's far a, is that in deer yards? Same. It's the same. 30 yards. <laughs> as the same. Crow, as the crow flies. Same. So what I did was uh, all the other turkey. Normally when you if, you, if you, if you kill a turkey, in my experience, from a tree stand, I'm not a real big spring turkey hunter. I've done it. But um, if you shoot a turkey and all the other turkeys stick around and make noises and, <clears throat> and step around and run around and all that, your turkey's laying there dead. So I waited like. 20 minutes and i got down and there's like blood everywhere and went up i'm like oh here he is good good spurs good beard everything i i got everything in my fridge i'm gonna do another fan mount i think on my own which mark would cringe the way i did my last one but, but uh <laughs> yeah we, I, it I looks okay there's no bugs on it remember we got here like i pulled in well, let me let me so my turkey went five yards i picked him up and i'm like okay cool I went, I'm, oh yeah i'm glad i went and grabbed him. I had a lighted knock i could have got him at dark but i was like i don't know why i just i had to get down 
I grabbed them, pulled them up, and set them underneath my tree stand, and then got back up. <laughs> I had a bunch of deer come in later in the afternoon, and they were all looking at it like, hey, yo, dude, you all right? <laughs> Sleeping? <laughs> yeah, you taking yeah, a nap? <laughs> He's out. And you got all knocked the, the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so, taking a dirt nap. Yeah. So all, all the hardcore turkey hunting lovers are going to hate me for saying this, but turkeys are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think about how big their brain is. They're stupid. The I think One gets killed, thing, and they Mark. jump on top of it and start beating it oh, up. They beat the piss out of them. Like you Stupid, he's yeah, because they're trying to get his wallet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be awake to identify me. Everybody's like, "Oh, they're too smart. They, they, they avoided us today." He, no, they just—he's a pretty good else. turkey, though, man. Like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of it. And, uh, me oh and yeah, my, I don't I would I, kill one. I'm not used to like cleaning turkeys, and I, I personally, I'm a little creeped out by dead birds, especially big birds like turkeys. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I am too. He we got the breast and the legs and all that off it. I got in the freezer when and he pulled uh, that out of your truck, like. You pull in, I pull in, we were trying to get that, uh, we're in Kurt's garage, it's colder than fuck, by the way. <laughs> that was a really, really cold day, and we were, we were trying to get your heater, and we couldn't find the things uh, th- to connect the propane to the heater, so we're just in there freezing, and like, you know, we're looking at it, and it's like, okay, where the hell do you start? It's like a deer in Papa Dave's like, ah, just, I'll do it. <laughs> Starts carving this shit, and he's like going into it, and he like flips it over, and I look at the exit hole or what well, i don't know if that's the exit hole but i look at it and for just two cents a day i will send you the picture every day oh, come on man for that shit. every time he goes on long rant you gotta play that song there you go yeah, there you go yeah dude that uh that hole was big as fuck <laughs> so that's all i wanted to you say the f-bombs there bud you're getting a little yeah. comfortable am i yeah i'm sorry it's like a I'm, real uh campfire you're getting too com- yeah <laughs> let me bring it back your locker room talk here but yeah so i got that turkey i was, I was pretty pumped to have that happen and um so the last time i killed a turkey was 2013 2012 2013 so i don't no, know that I, was 14 because we looked at that tag uh you might have been right you might have been right. i don't shoot at him often so I, I was pretty happy to get success on a turkey that was fun and uh so then Saturday morning, my dad came out, and I had moved a stand um, in deeper into a pinch where I saw deer uh, funneling in and out, and uh, I saw some good bucks the day before. My dad came down, and uh, we actually, he load, he hops in my truck, he loads everything over in my truck, and he throws his bow in the bow case, and I got a tunnel cover, and he, he throws up the stuff that he's packing up on the tunnel cover, throws everything in his bow case, and we, and we drive along. And we get to, we're about an hour from the house, and he goes, oh, shit, my arrows. And I'm like, okay, I pull over on the exit ramp, and I'm like, well, check, make sure they're in the back. And he's like, damn it, my arrows aren't in there. Like, I forgot my arrows at home. And uh, well, actually, what ended up happening was when my dad put his bow in the bow case to pack it in the back of my truck, he had put his quiver Full of full metal jackets, full of lighted knock and knocks and broadheads, six arrow quiver, elite quiver, on the on my tunnel cover, and he forgot it there, and we drove off, Ooh, and uh, it blew off. So somebody <clears throat> scored big. You, you, you hate to see that. You hate to see. It. You hate to see. It. <laughs> Hopefully they got the right. <laughs> you hate to see it. So, you hate to see that. So I go. He goes. Waste. Damn, and it was to the point where it was like we we. It was too late to turn around. Right? right, right. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll give you one of my arrows, and we'll just hope and pray that the deer's <laughs> under 20 yards. So this Saturday morning, my dad's like, okay, I give him one arrow. 
because I don't want them like missing and say, launching. Pretty stingy, aren't you? That's all, Papa, da- that's all Papa Dave needs. Where's my rod? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. I mean, I mean, come on. You lost your arrows. I'm not gonna give you more than yeah, one. No bad. Shit. It's all he needed, though. So I gave him one arrow. I'm like, just put that sucker in your backpack. Climb the stand. I had just hung the stand. He didn't know where it was exactly. I'm like, it's right in there. Go ahead and, and get after it. And my, I don't worry about my head climbing tree stands. He's 50. I don't know, Dad. I can't remember. 57. And then he's just a hustler. So he gets in there, does his thing, and looking around. I'm like, I hope it's okay for you because I hung that set the day before. And uh, he sits in there, and he calls me. It's been an hour after daylight, after shooting light. And he goes, hey, I, I got a buck down. And he shoots one with my arrow, like just out well, of luck. And, and that's the thing. He sent it to the OGs. He's like, hey, I just killed a buck. And then, like, a couple of few responses go by. Like, congratulations and everything. He's like, yeah, it's with Kurt's arrows too. <laughs> <laughs> which which he lost with a lighted knock. No idea where no. it is. Oh, it, that's <laughs> you're down the, you're down arrows. Pass through too. Next nice. time he gets a half an arrow. <laughs> yeah, no right, reading, right. you get half. Lit, so he gets one of Mark's bolts. Yeah, lighted knocks are expensive. I would only gave him one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, Dad. So it goes. He got a pass through, and he goes. Uh, he ran out to the tree line. Through, well, he's like, I saw him stand there in the field. It was a little far back. And then he ran out to the tree line. I could see him bed down. And then he got up, and he walked to the south a little bit, and then I lost him. So he backed out. He went to where he tried to find his arrow, nothing, no blood, whatever. So we backed out, and uh, we actually we went home to try and get the rest of his arrows just in case when we went into track it, if we needed another one, that's right. when we realized that we had he had put it on the tunnel cover we lost it you didn't see it on the way back no we looked it was oh, it was shit. late by this point it was oh, okay, it was yeah. later in the afternoon we gave this deer five hours just in case yep it, it didn't need it but it didn't need it at all but we we went back and we were walking through the it's a cut bean field and we're tracking there's like a low spot and i look over and see the deer laying in the middle of beans i'm like hey there he is like easy easy peasy lemon squeezy here we go <laughs> so we go get it. it's a nice 10 pointer uh tight rack tall tines good good buck um, he's gonna do a cool euro mount on him. Nice. So that was cool. My dad got that book with my arrow. Funny story. So then, what happened the next day? Well, okay. So congrats, Papa Dave. Yeah, Papa yeah, Dave gets it done. Gets it done. Beautiful buck, by the way. Beautiful buck. <clears throat> um, pictures turned out great too. Cell phone pictures. Him. Yeah. We got okay. skyline. They turned out really good. Okay. So sad story time here. We're gonna back up to Thursday night. I hang the same day that I had moved that stand. I had moved in. I had actually, I moved that stand and I hung a brand new set on the opposite side of the property. And, uh, I went, to, I hopped in the stand and there's no pull rope. So I like, I'm taking my time. Like I go, I didn't go in there quiet backpack, my, my tempo to my backpack and my rattle lamp was got around my neck. I climb the stand and get in and I'm screwing in a backpack, uh, hook. And I hear like a, a grunt and I hear something walking. I look up on the hill and there's this just boys i'm telling you a monster eight like monster i shot 152 inch eight two years ago and i'm looking at this thing like holy smokes <laughs> so he comes in and he's like he's just checking looking for does essentially he's just walking in circles at this point and i'm like don't no have idea my, you're there no idea i don't have my release on he had been standing right there dude when i when i climbed the tree had to have been it was had to have been literally within seconds of me getting in there and I always keep my release in my right pant, bottom pant pocket on my yep. thigh. And I reach in it, and I'm like, panicking. Oh, God. Getting my release. Training. Oh, God. Dude, I, that's the worst feeling in the world. I don't have my arrow. I don't have an arrow knocked. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and he turned away. I watched him at 40 yards. I watched him walk away. And I'm, I'm trying to, like, 
see through my adrenaline rush like, okay, this is a shooter. Okay, yeah, that that's a giant. Okay, he's walking away from me. Check. So what I did is I continued. I got my backpack in, got everything settled. I got rattling antlers ready. I got my grunt call out. I got my rangefinder on. I put everything on just in case because you never know. Right. And I'm sitting there, and I, I throw a couple of grunts out at him, and I can see him in there doing circles back in the timber, and then I lost him. So I kind of gave him a few minutes, and I messaged the WCBOGs. I'm like, I just saw a giant, <laughs> like a giant, and a capital giant, by the way. And uh, all, all that, caps. That's when you know it's big. All caps. All caps. That's when you know you're not screwing around. <laughs> so I sit there for a little bit. I get, I, I kind of like try to collect myself. Everybody's like, call at him, call at him. Yeah, so, yeah. So, get him. Throw a thing out of the book at him. <laughs> yeah, so I, I threw two grunts, waited nothing. Then I did like a really short rattling sequence because I was scared of spooking him. But he's big enough, I didn't think he's going to yeah. get spooked. I, I did a quick rattling sequence, waited, nothing. I was hoping he was going to come sprinting in like close. Yeah. And then I did two bleats shortly after the the rattling sequence. And I'm not hammering one after another, mind you. Like I'm not like just like all the sequence just going crazy. Me, me. Like, I'm not just throwing yeah. all this out there. Five seconds later, after those bleats, he comes running down the not running trotting down the middle of the ravine, and I'm like, oh my, yeah, that's a big deer, like picture perfect. <laughs> and I see him coming. Where I'm seeing if he's going to cut on the other side of this oak tree or if he's going to keep going straight. And he is. If he cuts on the the front side of this oak tree, he's going to come within 20 yards. So I kept my dial there. Right. Well, he didn't. Then I range where he's at, and my rangefinder picks up 35 yards. So I go, I I go before I even drew. I had to stop him because I'm hoping he didn't see me because I was I was further off the hill and there was an oak tree there. So I went back to stop him as I was drawing right. to try and get him to stop because I figured he'd take like another half step and then stop and I would draw and it'd be perfect. Well, he didn't hear me. So I draw and I go, Matt! Like, <laughs> I yell. And he stops and looks and he doesn't see me but he's looking. And I squeeze through my click, squeeze through, hit him high. And it's one of those shots right when you hit it, you know it's high. And you know your chances of recovering that deer are very slim. And dead you, man zone. It's it's the no bow zone, the, the no man's land, the dead man zone, whatever you want to call it. And he hits this ditch. He's moving slow, and I'm trying to knock another arrow because I thought he was going to stop, and then he takes off sprinting. And uh, I immediately, like, no bullshit, like pure emotion, broke down. I just started crying. Oh yeah, dude. I just I went into tears and I sat there for five minutes and I I just felt so defeated, and I I seriously felt like quitting. Like the, my year my year was done. Right I talked there. to you and I remember I, like I saw you later that night, dude. You know the emotion was there and I yeah you were at my house later that night, dude. I I, I just felt I I didn't know what to say to you, man. I'm like yeah, you're being awkward. I even called you out on it. <laughs> you're like, dude, you're being awkward. I'm like, well, which is dude, weird you, for Steve. I'm like. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just I'm like, dude, you had the buck of your lifetime. You just didn't get. And I'm like, nobody that I know loves hunting more than you. And for like, that's such a fucking defeat. For well, you. I was messaging you guys like I was like I was yeah. being real with when I was messaging you guys. I don't know if you guys were like actively reading them as the messages were coming in. Or if you I was not because I was in the stand too, and like where I'm at, getting no reception. So they're coming in at like. 13 at a time, so I had to keep catching up, catching yeah. up. I'm like, shit. So I sat there, dude. I it, bro- it, it broke my heart, man. I, I seriously, like, I I couldn't handle it anymore. Like, no. I had just, like, 
I don't know. I've hung 15 to 20. Like I probably realistically, I probably hang hung new and moved 17 sets this year. Yeah. And I busted my ass to have, you know, other people that I hunt with two other guys, one, my dad and one of my other buddy shot bucks out of sets that I hung first sit and which is great. I'm, I'm super happy for them, but it's like, man, am I going to catch a break this year? And right. just between that and I lost that doe earlier this season and to hit this deer this high and to have that happen, I just lost it. Like emotionally I yeah. was spent. And I, I told my dad, I'm like, I, I, so I ended up going to look for this deer and found blood and backed out overnight. And I knew what the results were going to be, but you guys bless your hearts for trying to encourage me. Like, yeah. Man, it's a lot of blood. You'll find them. Yeah. And, but I knew, I knew I wasn't going to, yeah. I know and, that the deer's alive and well, I know he is. And I, uh, I told my dad, I said, uh, if I don't find this deer, I'm done for the year. I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm fucking done. I'm, th- I'm hanging up my bow. I remember, I remember gonna... he told me, and that was a, that was a, you know, it's a, again, it broke my heart. And no offense to any you guys in here, but if anybody deserves to shoot a giant, it's you, Kurt, because no, I appreciate that. Anytime we, uh, Jesus, Steve, we talk, oh, go fuck yourself. All right? <laughs> yeah, <what about laughs> right? I'm me? trying to have a moment here. I haven't <laughs> shot one in 15 years. What about me? Shot that. <laughs> what about me? It's on him. He shot one listen, last year. Listen, yeah. everybody who isn't Kurt, shut the hell up. But, um, <laughs> what about me? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we get it. Kurt works hard and puts his time in more than anybody else. Okay, he deserves don't, it. Don't, don't just, don't just say, <laughs> I didn't Cheapen it. I just, I, I didn't Kurt's cheapen middle, it. I just short name your story. Hagen stands. Kurt Hagen stands guy. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hear it. I didn't Here, cheapen here's it. What, here's I what I need to say. Here's what I really listeners. need to say. <laughs> this is what I really need to say to you right now, Kurt. One eight hundred poachers. Kurt, listen. This is only to Kurt. All you little minions, shut the hell up, Kurt. Every time we talk, it's always deer hunting. Your mind is always focused on deer. From one not gay guy to one another not gay guy. Let's get weird. Because I just want to make it that we're straight. No homo. No homo. I love you, bro. And I hope you shoot a monster. And it sucked that it didn't happen. But man, I don't know what it's you're gonna going happen, with brother. <laughs> so I want to dedicate. But I will take that nickname, Kurt Hanging Stands Guyer. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> But Kurt, you deserve a big buck. This one got away, but the next one's going to be bigger. Okay, so let me continue my story here. But I want to let this play out for a minute. Hold on. I think you just love this song. Hey, there's a party going on next door. We better wrap this. Let's song. make sure. Yeah. It's Let's make sure it's playing. Hold on. Oh my god! What if it wasn't the whole time? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Hey, shut up! <laughs> Oh, there oh, yeah, it is. Playing. It's playing. Dude, it showed up. It okay. showed up flatlining. So, um, anyway, to continue the story. So, this happens. I'm defeated. And I'm basically throwing in the towel at this point. All my effort, all my motivation is out the window. And uh, let me explain this, dear, for you, for the listeners out there. And uh, I'm sorry we're running long, but people are like, hey, you need to release more episodes. We'll just release double the length. Mm-hmm. This buck, I, I, like I said already in this episode, I'm not trying to rub this in, but it's like I'm trying to stroke my ego like Mr. Brackett. I shot a 152-inch eight-pointer a couple years ago, and that, to me, was, like, the biggest eight-pointer I'll ever kill. And still my favorite deer, super proud of it. And uh, this buck had longer G2s and just as long G3s, and I would say 22 inches inside. Just an absolute stud, beautiful whitetail, and it just broke my heart. Um, 
it, it didn't break my heart that I didn't get them. It, what really like made it was a combination of a combination of the bad shot and wounding the animal, which I know he's he's going to be fine. But it's um it's a it's a motion of hard work and sweating and cussing and moving stands and trying to think and hours of countless effort and gas driving back and forth to try and get this done to have it all just crumble after not being able to pull it off. Right. And you just feel so low, man. It's it's like uh. You know, it's like being in a championship game, and then you you screw it up in five seconds. Yeah, you feel like all that. Yeah, work, hey Doug, what's that feel like? <laughs> you feel like all that work wasn't even worth hey, it. Hey, I got a big deer. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, so, happy ending to this story. I didn't quit, and I uh, I went back out to the same stand. Did and you I, keep hammering, and I saw it. Did I, <laughs> I, I actually didn't see a doe? I saw, yeah. I saw all bucks in this spot, and uh, I had it was an hour before uh, shooting light. I had a ten pointer walk in, and he came in, and he actually came in downwind, and he thank uh, cruiser. He walks in, and I'm like, man, that's a good buck. Like, it's a good ten pointer, you know. That's that's a really respectful ten pointer, and uh, and, and really hunting bow hunting is a lot of what you're, where your mindset's at and what emotions you've gone through. And in my yeah. opinion, I had been through almost every single emotion except for like the ultimate up, um, and during this bow season, I've been through it all. I've I've busted my ass. I've cried. I've I've been bummed out. I've been asking. I've been sending out question marks in my head, you know. And this ten pointer walks in, and he comes in. He's like twenty five yards. I'm looking at. Him, I'm like, man, he's a good ten. Do I pass him? He might be a little young. I'm not sure. Um, and maybe my mind was playing a little bit of tricks on me and my mindset. And uh, did you sit alone in your four corner room staring at candles? I don't know what you're talking about. So he stood there at fifteen Martin, yards. Anything? All right, never mind. He stood there at 15 yards, and I drew my bow pack, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, I'm shooting him. I'm doing this. And uh, You know at that point you were shooting him. Oh, yeah. I just love to shoot deer, too, man. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was cool. Let the elite eat. Let the elite eat. Because it was cool because it was uh, the you know the, the shade of the timber. It was in the timber. Made it to where the that light, that lime green light of knock just shot a green laser beam. Threw both shoulders and he ran 15 yards and just piled up and that was just like I was on top of the world. Well, we know, like we've always said, you know, you know that it doesn't matter how big the buck is, but if your heart is just a pounding away, oh yeah, at something walking in, you're like, you know, you're gonna shoot this deer. Oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's the, go time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. This, well, it's this, one of those uh, things. So, like, I texted my dad. I'm like, I just, I just shot a buck, buck down, watched him go down, and everything, and I messaged you guys, and and uh, it was just awesome. I, I was, I'm pretty freaking pumped about it. Uh, you know, this is a, this, he, he's Pope and Young. Don't get me wrong. He's oh, yeah. probably right at. He's probably one twenty five, one thirty. I would say. He's, yeah, he, he's Pope and Young. He's a good deer. It, like this is. This, I'd say one thirties. He'd make. He, he'll make one thirty. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think he'll do one thirty. This is this, this is a shoot, and uh, Kurt. You know, before we were about to do the podcast, he's like, "Hey, I want to show you the rack," and he gave us this. It ain't the biggest deer. Don't judge me. And as soon as we all saw the buck rack, yeah, we all shoot. We would all shoot that. Absolutely. Any day, Absolutely. like if that deer walked out opening day, every one of us in here would have shot that deer. But here's the thing, though: I'm not. Also, I'm also not make, making excuses for. But the you're deer. not. No, it gives because you know, I'll be honest with you, I shoot him again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I'll do it again. Fuck yeah. You well, have, that's yeah. the thing when you put so much of your heart and soul in it, and you love it like we do, dude. Yeah, it's such an emotional ride, well, and then you you put so much pressure on you yourself, see, yeah, dude, you you so do. to be successful winner, and shoot a good deer. 
And then when you, you yeah. finally get that one second opportunity and something goes wrong, it just crushes you. Yeah. Well, and that's like idle. Your whole life revolves around it. You it know? does. It's just it just It's literally you. all I care about. Compare yeah, this. Exactly. Because I, 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 I want to pick your brain. Biggest deer you ever shot compared to this, which one was more of a re- relieving feeling? I'd say they're equal. You think so? So that's a good deer then. If this deer is equal to the Here's biggest the thing, deer dude. you ever shot, then that is a win. Let me make this clear. I yes, I am a measure. I don't give a fuck about the score. Yeah. I don't care. It, it's it's you, all about you know you know what that if you're going to shoot that deer or not. Like exactly. I, like exactly. last Friday, I had a he was probably upper one thirties coming in, and I seen him in the brush, and he looked a lot bigger. But as soon as he ran in, and I drew back. I did not have that heart pounding experience that I do with most bucks, you know. So I'm like, okay, this is not the buck for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm not going to pull the trigger on it. But it also, like I've learned, like I said before the podcast, I've learned so much this bow season, but not about deer. Um, it's it's more about the mindset and the mental emotional roller coaster that a bow hunt can do to you. It's it's different. If you don't care about animals and you don't care about the bow hunt, you're not going to have this emotional ride, but if you're if you're emotionally invested and physically invested and in all your time's put in this and your money and your livelihood is is kind of into this game, it's it's a little different. Absolutely. And when I say I've learned a lot this season and not about deer, I have learned a lot about deer, but it's uh you, you always do every year, but I feel like I've learned more about the mindset and I've grown as a hunter because as a hunter, we're out there to, yeah, we're out there to watch animals and we're also out there to harvest or kill deer, however you prefer to word it. And, you know, this is a hunting ground that I might not get to hunt next year. And, um, but you just never know, but I want to make it clear that I'm not making an excuse. It's, it's a mental, it's a mental I guess I'm having trouble putting what I'm feeling into words here. It's a mental state of what will make you happy and what will get you excited in the moment. And what you what you shoot, you have to own. And um, That's a real shit right so there. Yeah, if, I mean, if a four-pointer came in, and oh, I'm talking little four-pointer yeah. came in, and for some reason I felt excited and got that rush like this, I'm going to shoot this shoot deer. Shoot that some bitch. Mm-hmm. I would own it all I bet day. if you shot it, like, I bet if, like... Look at Fred Eichler. Perfect example. Yeah. That yeah. guy will shoot uh-huh. anything, care. and he is yep. jacked like it's 190. Yep. yep. Dude, what if, like, a, yeah, if you see, like, one of those, uh, we've seen them before, they're, like, not unicorn, but they're, like, spike bucks, but they're, like... The spike is like 15 inches tall. A boon spike? Yeah, boon spike. <laughs> Booner. Boon spike. I, if you saw a boon spike come in after the season you had, I guarantee you would have shot that some bitch. You'd be like, hell yeah, dude. Look at this cool deer. I mean, if a, if a buck had foot-long spikes, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. You see that every day. Yeah, you would That's shoot the closest thing to a billy goat I'm going to get. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's... Well, um hell. We kept it positive, so... I'm not trying... But it's the same, the same thing. as like, this buck's a great buck. I'm going to do a cool skull mount. I'm going to hang him in the studio, man. I'm, oh, pretty, I'm yeah. pretty pumped about it. I... Uh, it's I now have I have so many deer mounts now that I have made like a mental pact with myself that it's got to be one forty five or bigger to to be a shoulder mount. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but you know in Illinois we have two buck tags, so you know I have one buck down and uh, super thankful, super grateful. I'm getting all the meat from it, and uh, I can't. We're gonna share all the meat for Christmas and Thanksgiving, but um, this next buck's got to be a stud. I got enough meat in the freezer for for me to shoot a deer. He's got to be he's got to be good. Yeah, you don't know that uh, that big eight. Could come back around. He, yeah, he you never know. You know, it might. I, I, he definitely could. The property that we're on here is it, is it holds enough food, and 
enough betting. Well, on that it. shows you right there how it plays with your emotions. You know what I mean? It's like a giant weight off your shoulder, and you can just calm down and enjoy it and have fun. Exactly. Yep. If I shoot one now, I shoot one. If not, I don't. It's all right. Yep. You know, I still had a good enjoyed the thorough. I, you yeah. know, you reap some rewards of the meat and you know the experience, the emotional that like uh, of, satisfaction of yeah, it too, and of yeah. what you went through and what you put your time into. So right, and the cool thing is, you know, is uh, Sam hasn't got a lot of chances to hunt early season. Um, and uh, you know, I'll feel bad for her in the cold, but you know, I plan on hanging a couple ground blinds, setting up a couple of ground blinds mm-hmm. too, and hanging a couple ground blinds two feet off the. Well, you hear me. I'll do what I can. And uh, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, late season, I might get a Mister Buddy heater and get Sam out there. And you know, I got a buck. I've shot a couple does this year already. Mm-hmm. Got three deer down. I got we got plenty of meat. I might, you know, Sam's got to get her first deer with a bow, and I might hustle that out and try and get that yeah. done. I hope Sam smokes one, dude. That's gonna be awesome. She's she gonna, will. She's gonna get that. She's gonna smoke the big. Yeah, head. that'd dude, be fucking I, yeah. awesome. It'd be just the same thing as me. You know, wouldn't that be awesome? That'd probably be more rewarding than. Oh yeah, she really. Dude, we would get no. Break it down this way. We would get so many likes on instagram and facebook yeah be like sam pull your shirt down a little bit hold <laughs> <laughs> on hey, hey, let's go get, get that bikini you top. your uh, tank top on <laughs> yeah but look, like it'd still be it'd still be up in my house <laughs> you're doing this for the wrong <laughs> reason it's just like booyah it's all about the likes booyah, <laughs> we, the we gotta up. get the likes we gotta get paid <laughs> the shares. show your tits yeah. <laughs> show your boobs all right but hey, Jesus. that big eight still be sitting in my in my living room. And how good of a story would it be? Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome that you. Be awesome. Yeah. All right, it's one of those things, man. It's uh, don't ever let social media, especially, disrespect the the deer you shot or question why you shot a deer. Exactly. Um, it doesn't matter. What anyone else thinks of the deer you shot doesn't matter. If your heart starts racing when that deer comes out, shoot that son of a bitch. Well, things, too, is, like, it pressures, like, first-time hunters. Like, Sam sort of feels it. I get it. Is uh, don't shoot a small buck. Like, yeah. Don't shoot a spike. Well, you know, I to my left right now, my first buck ever is sitting in the studio, and he's he's a dink, but I got him mounted, and I'm super proud. I, w- I wouldn't trade that deer for the if world. If I see exactly. that deer, if I see a deer that size walk out uh, on Saturday when I'm hunting, I'm shooting him. Hey man, mm-hmm. it's all where you're at at your point in your bow hunting life. Yep. And I uh, mean that actually fulfills the whole adventure. I mean, yeah. the reason that you do it is the emotions. Obviously, we like the the good ones better than the bad ones, yeah. but well. you know what I mean? The the bad ones make the good ones sweeter. Yeah, they, exactly. it makes exactly. it sweeter. Exactly. You know, you it's relish like those like chances how good where it, it how happened good did it once, feel you know? to shoot that buck. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I was on top of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. To watch him go down. Oh, even to watch him go down is the best. Dude. I don't want to ask how good yeah. it felt to shoot your buck because Eric has already heard it 50,000 times. Oh, probably more than that. Well, the thing I is, mean, man, like, it was. Uh, and then I said that to my dad this year. I'm like, knees. you know what? He's like, well, he always asks me when I get trail camera pictures. He's like, is that, a sh- is that one a shooter? Is that one a shooter? And I'm like, you know what? Just we have a bad spot. Shoot what makes you happy. Who cares? Exactly. I mean, exactly. I said we could sit here for fifteen years and not shoot a dang thing. Keep passing two year olds. Never get the reward they say you'll get for passing. And we've pissed away making memories. You know, you yeah. shot a little eight pointer. My, my dad did. You know, a couple of years ago, and not a little one, but it was a nice buck. But anyway, you know, it was. We have that memory. It was awesome. He, you know, he couldn't wait for me to get it mounted. He, you know, right. we just. So it's the whole deal of, you know, have fun, enjoy it. Who cares? But yeah, because if thing. there was no social media, you would just hunt like you used to hunt anyway. 
Well, that too, right. and it's you know like I mean? you might never have four year olds run through your ground because yeah. where you hunt, Mark, is a strictly a travel corridor. Yeah, exactly. I've so. been there fifteen years, and I've never drawn my back bow, my bow back on a four or five year old deer. Fifteen years. So you want to talk about emotions of hunting when it's your whole entire life? <laughs> yeah, no, it right. sucks. Yeah. But the one time I saw my my shooter buck, my three year old, you know, now I'm shooting three year olds because. That's all I ever see ever. You know, yeah. once every four years, I might see a three-year-old, and that's a big deal. Shoot what so, your property is capable of. I saw him for 10 seconds, or no, 30 seconds probably, and that was a highlight of my season. But then when he was gone, I was totally bummed. Yeah. You know, and then my and then I was telling my dad the story and about, you know, I didn't want to take a bad shot. You know, I probably could have done that. You know, I shoot foam a whole lot farther than that. And he's like... Never second guess what you did. You made an ethical exactly. decision, dude. Yep. Exactly. And I it's said exactly right. I could have hurt. I could have wounded that deer and been chasing him around looking for a butt shot. You know, you just so it's a situation you don't want to be in there. Man. You know, I was in the ups. I saw him. You know, I sat there for six days straight and I saw him. Thirty seconds, he runs by too far away. Now he's gone. Now I'm crushed. Yep. Then my dad tells me. You'd made the right decision. Now I'm on high ground again. I'll get him. I got more yep, days. Yep. You know, he'll come back through. He didn't smell me. I did the right thing. I was ethical. So, I mean, it is. It's a, it's it's a, a roller, roller coaster. coaster and, it's a roller coaster for sure. And that's half the reason we ride it. Yeah, that, you know? it is. I mean, it's, that's a beautiful thing about it. It was boring. It. Nobody would do it. That's the thing. <laughs> and if it was easy, no one would do it. Yeah, right. that's true. You know, and yeah. that's that's just the thing about it, man. It's a beautiful thing. And I do like the deeper I think about it, the deeper I, we talk about it, I get, like, I get pretty emotional. Cause I, I, dude, I, I don't really care about a lot of things in life. I really don't. Oh, I know, and man, that sounds too. sort of negative, but savage. I'm the I, same way. I have something to channel yeah, my passion. Exact same way. Yeah. Like, like bow hunting like, is where I channel my passion. Comes to hunting. Yeah. You know, I like to work. You know, I'll work. That's fine. I'll put in on us forty mm-hmm. hours, but you know, October through December or January in our case. Yeah. No, I'm not going to work any fucking overtime if I don't have to. I'm Hell going. No. I, I get yeah. this. I get this. I'm time. out. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm pouring my passion into something. If you have to be passionate about something in life, and that's like one quote I love, like just be passionate about something. Yeah. You got to have it, otherwise, what are you gonna do? Right. Yeah. You know, if I didn't have hunting, I'd be in prison. Yeah, probably right. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know for what. Like that sounds ridiculous, but I don't know. I mean, I'd probably have another hobby. But, yeah, even when life gets tough sometimes, you know what I mean? And you're like, oh, screw this. I don't even care if I'm around. But it's either your kids or it's hunting for me. Yeah. That's the thing that's keeping me around. That's the thing that keeps me going. That's when, the thing I live for. Yep. Yeah. When you're at the bottom of your emotional tress- like threshold, it's like, oh, man, I got to be around for next bow season. That's right, man. Yep. yep. That's <laughs> right. You know? That's you know? right. Yep. It's like, ah, oh, man, I'm so mad. I'd like to just punch that guy in the face. <laughs> nope, I don't want to go to jail because I'm going bow hunting yep. next year. <laughs> you might break your hand, can't shoot your bow. Yeah, it might break your fingers. <laughs> okay, we're going to close her out here. Oh, I will say, I'm one for three. I called Kurt's buck. I didn't know Eric was only hunting one day last week, so I'm going to give him till Saturday next week. All right. Doug, please right. tell me when I'm going to be good. It's been 15 years. Come on, hurry. Mark, I'm going to give you... How many more days can you hunt? Uh, the weekend after shotgun season. It's done deal. All right, cool. Boom. <laughs> Saturday morning, Fortune please. Teller. Done deal. All right, guys. Uh, listen, all you need to do for the that amount or- of money that, that's in your bank account. That orange army's coming over. The hey, shut the hell up. I'm trying to do something. For the amount of money that's in your bank account, for pennies a day, you can go to workingclassbowhunter.com. And you can purchase shirts, hoodies, we have the hoodies now, beanies, 
hats, stickers, patch hats, stickers. For pennies a day, you can afford this. It might be a shitload of pennies, depending on how much you buy it. But it will support a good cause. We will get drunk as shit and talk about stuff on the podcast. And this is everything that you've ever wanted. WorkingClassBowhunter.com. Go leave us a rating on iTunes. And I promise we won't fight pit bulls. <laughs> oh, wait, you guys know I'm lying. But you're going to go hand-to-hand with a pit bull? Huh? You're you put hands on a pit bull? Is that what you're saying? No, I said we won't fight pit bulls on the podcast. I didn't say we wouldn't do it for supplemental income, allegedly. Okay. You're lost. I'm All right. lost. All right. All right. All right. No, that's it. Okay, Why guys. do you do that, dude? Is that your go-to song? Oh, my God. <laughs> Call 1-800-POACHERS. <laughs> you too can speak to el- elk specialist Bill Busbis or... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Booyah, Kurt, take us, shot bracket. Kurt, take us the hell out of here, dude. Guys, we love you. I hope you had a good time. Hope you had some laughs. Hope you understood. Get through your work week. The weekend is coming. We love you. Go shoot your bow. Miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.